0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chat with Matt. On today's episode, we had Brian Panuzzo. He worked as a financial advisor on Wall Street. I don't know if you've seen the movie The Wolf of Wall Street. This was made after Brian Panuzzo. Don't believe the other stuff you hear. Brian Panuzzo was the real deal. He left Wall Street to become a nutrition coach. But he doesn't just coach nutrition. He coaches people how to connect better. With their significant other. You know, you know how to build better habits through nutrition, movement, daily steps, daily routines, rituals. He's a real deal, and honestly, he's one of the best blokes I've met. Guys, tune into this one. We just talk about habits, nutrition, the most common problem he's seen, where he was, and he's pivoting to the nutrition business. And honestly, he risked it all. He moved to California from New York. He's, he's got some balls, so check it out, guys. Hope you enjoy. If you haven't already, leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple iTunes. No, we're not moving to Spotify like Joe Rogan. Not yet, anyway. And if you want my free 31-page ebook, check that one out. The link will be in the bio. Check out Brian Panuzzo on Instagram, and stay tuned at the end of the podcast. He's got an ebook that I highly recommend for you to check out. Enjoy the show, guys.
1: Brian Panuzzo, thanks for joining me, brother. It's good to see you. Good, good, good to see you. I can see you. Uh, and it's good to hear your voice, man. I'm just hoping that I can listen to you talk during this whole, whole thing because that's why I said yes, truthfully.
0: <laughs> Maybe on the next one. I talk too much here. They're sick of my voice, mate.
1: <laughs> all right. All good, man. All good. How are you doing, my man?
0: Yeah, good, man. So, Brian, bro, tell us um, what do you do with yourself, man?
1: Uh, that's a loaded question. So, I am a coach, I'm a men's coach. Uh, I now say that with confidence. I did not say that for, with a lot of confidence over the last uh, six months because I sort of hung on to a previous life. I was uh, for 20 years a high yield bond trader uh, for the most most of those 20 uh, on Wall Street. So uh, I lived right outside of uh, Manhattan. I'm from the New York City area, New Jersey, and I uh, spent 20 years as a trader uh, on Wall Street. And I uh, played basketball uh, in college and all my life, and uh, you know went to school. Did uh, business economics uh, majors because some of the guys on the team were, were doing the same thing. Followed them onto Wall Street because they were doing that. So I went into training programs and then life happened. Um, you know, the money gets good and, uh, and the money gets real good. And you find a wife and you buy a house and it's got a big mortgage and you uh, join a country club and you have all the expenses that come uh, with making good money, right? Um, and I woke up about five years ago to a lot of issues in my life, and uh, my wife basically told me that if we didn't have two young kids, she probably wouldn't be hanging around for a whole lot longer. Um, my mom had just passed away of a neurological disease, and my son had asked me to get on the ground and play Legos with him um, when he was five years old, and I couldn't. I was in too much pain; my knees were killing me, you know, joint pain. And uh, I sort of realized at the time um, I didn't wake up to any of these things. Obviously, my mom uh, got sick pretty quickly, but. You know, my marriage didn't self-destruct over the course of uh, days or months. It was years. And, yeah. and my health didn't uh, destruct over a course of days or months. It was years. I started to realize that, like, uh, you know, what I was doing wasn't working for myself. And one aspect of my life was, was, was going well. And that was about to implode also because the rest of it was. So I uh, made a lot of changes to my health, uh, to my lifestyle. I regained connection with my wife. Um, you know, got myself out of pain, got myself into shape, and found some new passions. And uh, went from taking home uh, quarterly uh, earnings reports and research reports and reading, um, you know, financial news to listening to podcasts and doing nutrition certifications and really getting uh, educated about, you know, proper health and wellness and starting to understand the connections between neurological diseases, especially, um, you know, you know, chronic chronic disease uh, and our lifestyles, and uh, just became infatuated with it. And a couple of years ago, I was part of a mastermind, uh, Jay Ferrugia, who's now a very close friend of mine, and um, he challenged me to start uh, a nutrition coaching uh, side hustle at the time uh, because he asked me if, I, if there was anything I could do a couple hours a day, didn't have to really worry about money. What would I do? What, what would I do? And Wall Street was certainly not the thing that I would do. So you were still in. Have- so you used to still on Wall Street at the time? You still chase. Yeah, so I left a, sorry, I'm a little long-winded. I apologize. I left a ah. 20-year career last year. Oh, okay. So for a year of my, my first year of coaching people, uh, health, nutrition, coaching, I, I was doing it purely as a side hustle. And I gathered the confidence, the, um, the education, um, and the experience uh, to say i'm willing to do this on my own uh, a year ago and so a year ago i left uh we also had uh, committed to move across the country from new jersey to california so now i live uh in los angeles just outside of los angeles so a lot of new things going on in my life over the last uh year or so and yeah man Um, yeah i got a ballsy wife you know i'm i'm soft i'm soft (laughs) as a girl um you know i i'm a i'm a i'm a creature of comfort, I love uh, what I know, and you know, joining groups like the, you know, like the group we're part of, and 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 joining, you know, Jay's Jay's mastermind, and just leveling up the people that I spent time with, both in person and virtually, has really driven me to be outside of my comfort zone on a, on a on a daily basis, and uh, you know, several years ago I I wouldn't have been capable of something like this. I still have my moments of of wondering what the hell i'm doing we all do right yeah but uh my my wife is the uh, adventure seeker and the risk taker in our family and and um you know having her push help push me you know along and just understanding now you know i'm not in the middle of two privileged you know wall street douches and i'm the third you know like like i'm I'm making a difference in people's lives. Um, I, I struggled with that for the last couple of years of my career. And I'm, I'm not saying that you need to, you know, have this massive purpose or else, you know, you're not worth anything at your job. I'm just saying like, to do something what I do, like what I do now versus what I used to do is, is uncomparable in terms of having an impact on a man's life to be able to change the course of his history, which then has an exponential effect because it changes the course of his marriage and his kids' lives and on and on. like that's pretty powerful stuff. I get like, you know, kind of charged up just talking about it. Yeah. Uh, and I just didn't have that in, 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 my, in my prior life. So, um, so I, I really appreciate uh, and I'm grateful for that.
0: It makes all the hours worth it, eh, Amen. It's like Tim Grover says, you know, man, he put in so many hours with Jordan. He goes, I mean, the end result so badly. So the little shit you're doing every day doesn't matter. Because obviously, man, yeah. everyone says, you know, follow your passion, but there's, there's things that you do in your job that you're like, fuck, don't want to do this, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, the passion doesn't always pay that great sometimes. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm, you know, I, I left the job that I had built up a lot of time and equity and and, and and energy into into earning a comfortable living without having to do, you know, a ton. I didn't have to, you know, kind of break my, break my back every day because I had done that earlier in my career. Um, I got to do that again. So, uh, and that's enjoyable because I'm really noticing the benefit of you know, that, that little bit more hard work, the more effort I'm putting into something, I I notice it immediately. Um, So it's, it's great. Um, And at the end of the day, like I know, I know the value that I'm bringing someone else, um, you know, it helps change so much.
0: Yeah. So what made you, what made you join Jay's um, mastermind, bro? So what made you click? Was there like, was it, was there like a moment that kind of caused you to just say, you know, fuck it, I'm going to go for it.
1: Yeah, so I got introduced. I got introduced to to Jason through Jay Ferrugia when I was in his um, in his mastermind. He suggested that I reached out to Jason to to you know take his certifications because I needed like I needed some credibility, right? To, yeah. to have and so me and this guy got on the phone with me and spent like an hour on the phone with me. Like you know I hadn't even hired him. I'd done nothing. He spent an hour. We just taught, We talked golf. We talked life. And it was like, I remember him saying, you know, because at that point, I still didn't know what I was doing. There was no chance in my head I was leaving my regular job. This was more like a hobby. I was very much, and still am a little bit, but in our circle, I was a, I was a complete unicorn. Like, yeah. Wall Street guy shows up to a nutrition certification. You know how many CrossFit, like, like women in there that were going to whoop, whoop my ass? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get, I'm, I'm like the... 85th strongest person in this room at 87 you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm not far right so you know I just I just clicked with him right away just because of the type of guy that he is and how he went out of his way and I remember him saying you know well even if you just help one person you know like this certification pays for it right like how much how much is that worth and so yeah right away just uh, fell in love with the type of person he is how he uh, operates the um, million miles above that he goes above and beyond, um, you know, for everyone that he cares about. Um, I mean, we talk a lot and uh, a lot of times it's just about life or, or, or people, I mean, or golf, or, you know, he's always, you know, asking questions about my wife's business and how he can help there. So, you know, I just found that you, know, you get yourself around the right group of people and you realize how much more you're capable of so quickly. Um, having people to sort of chase after that are leading you, but then also, you know, like us, like we're, you know, having a peer to be like, damn, Matt, Matt's podcast. Great. Uh, like I'm, dra- I'm dragging my ass right now to, yeah. to start one. Like, you, you got know, it. Like, right? I know I, I know I do. I, and, I, and I will, but like, I've still been dragging my ass, you know? So like to be on this and to say like, okay, good. I gotta have you on mine. Cause I got to start mine. Um, it's challenging. Like to look up, you know, people that you're running alongside, you know, and you view as like your peer, like, oh, you're doing something I want to do. So um, just get yourself around people that are going to push you. They're going to hold you accountable. And when you say that you're going to do something, it means something and you go do it or else you have to answer to them, you know? And so, uh, yeah, that's what I think he provides. That's what I think this group provides, you know, for me. Um, And it's a bunch of cool people, man. Like, you know, like it's just to, to be able to, you know, have a dude from Jersey sitting in California talking to an Australian guy. Like, that's pretty cool, you know, like, and I never, if I was in my bubble, my Wall Street bubble, you know, I would have had my network of financial guys and my country club golfers and my basketball friends, and they'd all live within 20 miles of each other in in the New York area. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing any of this. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. so
0: funny, man, how we're always in this little bubble. And like we're hustling, because I used to be a Tyler, man. I was in construction. I was the same, man, you know, always working, working, working. And who would have known like outside of that box, man, there's a whole different life, bro. You know, we can help so many people. Like it's just nuts, man. And even the way I came across Jason and the way it's all panned out, it's just, it's amazing we get to share it with people, you know?
1: Yeah, I think like the, the most powerful thing you can do as a human being is to sort of give up to the fact that the way you've had it is it may not be the, the way that it really is supposed to be. Or like, like there are other ways to live. There are other ways to do things or other ways to see things like for me to, to suggest to me that I would be living where I do doing what I do, talking to the people that I talk to, um, making the growth in my life, having the expansion of my life that I've had over the last several years, like six or seven years ago. I wouldn't just told you to just go, go fuck yourself. Like, I don't have any interest in it. Don't tell me how to live my life. You know, like, like if, if people just are are willing to sort of be be curious, you know, ask questions, ask questions of themselves. Why do we do what we do? Why do we think what we think? Why do we hang out with who we hang out with? You know, um, a, a, a brand, literally a brand new world like opens up for you. Um, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You don't have to, you don't have to go down every road that opens up for you. Um, but some of the ones you are pretty cool, man.
0: I think it's just dropping the ego, eh? Man, I was the same. Like, I would see things like... like I love Tony Robbins, Andy Frisella, personal development, Jim Rohn. I listen to it every day. And, um, man, when I was 18, 19, 20, if someone told me, listen to this, I'll say, fuck off, man. Who's, yeah. this, who's this guru? And now I'm, my content's all about that and people are probably like, what's wrong with this guy, man? But honestly, yeah. it's shit that's helped me, man. But I know, like, if I posted a picture of me and my dog... People would love that, but it's not helping anyone.
1: Right. Absolutely. If you, if you, I mean, to talk, talk about a, a closed minded egomaniac, an athlete from, from the New York area who works on Wall Street, who <laughs> makes pretty good money. I mean, that is, a, that's the perfect storm of just idiots. <laughs> yeah. If you tried to tell, so like, and I know all these groups that we're in, right? Like, I mean, how old are you? Uh, 28.
0: Oh, no, no, 29.
1: At 29 years old, if you told me that there was this group of people that could help me become a better person, make myself better, drop my ego, improve my business, I would have laughed in your face. Like, what are you, nuts? What are you, nuts? Like, you, you couldn't tell me nothing. And the people around me were, were just the same way. So the fact that like, it's definitely becoming more of a thing now than it was say 10 years ago, I'm 42, like, 10, 13 years ago. But the fact that you're even open to this sort of help and commitment, the commitment that you made to yourself, to your family, to, to the people now that, that are in this group is really commendable, man. Like I just, it's, it's bananas. I w- there's no chance I would have been in a group like this at 28, like not even close. So
0: That's good awesome. on you.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks, Bryce. So who do you help, Brian? Who do you work well, with, man? Who's your? What's your general clientele like?
1: Yeah, my general clientele is me. Five to seven years ago, um, I coach men whose whose career, financial, financial career success um, has cost them a lot of things in their life that they don't necessarily realize right away. Their health, you know, like I mentioned, I was twenty pounds overweight and in constant joint pain. Uh, their marriage, you know, I was near divorce. Their kids, I mean, I was always around my kids, but the quality of the connection was never <clears throat> really great. Um, So I help them regain all those things, get their health back, get the body they want, the body their spouse wants, regain the the connection that they had when they first met their wives, their spouses, uh, you know, and then figure out how to spend better quality time with their kids, even if the quantity might not be there right now, because they're still, you know, their job's not going to necessarily change the moment they hire me. Uh, But these are people that have all, you know, been to a certain place in life, you know, chased after one domain, one pillar, their wealth. And not even out of greed, like I wasn't doing it out of greed. I just thought that was my role, you know, like that was what I was meant to do, provide for my family, protect, preside. And I woke up, woke up one day, it's air quotes, uh, over a several month period realizing like, this is not what I want. This is not the only thing, you know, I don't care about the size of the house that I live in. Neither does my family. Like they just want me around more. Um, And so look, look at all those things that cost me. So, so yeah, my, my network of, of those types of people, what I understand, the pressures that they go through, the stressors that they go through, you know, it makes me an expert, even though I've only been doing this for a few years now. I am an expert in helping my particular type uh, of client because I know the things that they're going through better than anybody else.
0: Yeah, man. I can relate to that a lot, man. I spoke to, are you familiar with Paul Reddick?
1: Yeah, Jersey, Jersey guy.
0: Oh, man, he's unbelievable. So I had him on the podcast. I love his content, man.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, his content's yeah. Really, good. really
0: good. Man, we got on a call a couple of years ago and I spoke to him because every business coach I've had before, they've always said, man, you know, your gym's filling up, get a second, third location. But it was, it was never my story, man. Mm. And one thing he said to me, he goes, because he coaches Athlete Next, Joe DeFranco, all the top guns. Yeah. He goes, man, there's a wheel of life. You know, your family, just like Jason says, family, finance, your career. He goes, you might think that this guy's, like, say, for example, Jeff Cavalier, he's killing it on YouTube, but his family life is absolutely shot. You know, or Joe DeFranco, he's got this, this, the third wheel's not rotating. He goes, so be very careful what you look at, because it's not, it's not how you see it, you know
1: what I mean? Yeah, well, not- Joe, and went, Joe and I went to high school together, so we, were, we run in the same circles, Uh, of people that we were brought up in so we're not we're we're very i totally understand like you know pushing the envelope in one aspect of your life uh at the expense of others and again it's not always intentional like that's the thing like most of the guys that i work with they didn't intentionally want to get disconnected from their wife they didn't want to gain 40 pounds they don't do it in a year they do it two pounds for 20 years right yeah like it's it's the little decisions that we make and it's you know i i go back a lot of my coaching in my head still works you know, Wall Street, finance, numbers, costs, and, you know, one of a, a very powerful phenomenon in, in savings and investing is the, is the phenomenon of compound interest. So it's earning interest on the interest that's already been accumulating in the bank. And if you look at a chart of simple interest, which is just where you, you give me interest, I take it. You give me interest, I take it. Compound, you give it to me, I leave it. You give it to me, I leave it. And my money starts to earn more and more on that money. Those lines look like identical for five or six or seven years. And then it starts to look like a little curve. And then in like 15 years, it's a hockey stick, dude. It's a hockey stick versus a straight line. And so my big thing with people is like the the daily decisions that we make that go unnoticed, how much water we drink, the steps we take, the little bodyweight exercises we do here and there, fidgeting around, being on the floor, doing some stretching, watching TV instead of on the couch, you know, the, the, the slight upgrades to meal choices here and there. All that stuff is compounding for us all throughout the day over the years. No one small change in any one of those moves the needle, but when you do it over and over and over again, it becomes this tidal wave uh, in your favor that, you know, 10 or 15 years from now, you know, you don't know any other way. You just live your life, you know, your life that way. And I don't think people focus on that enough. And that's like a kind of a cornerstone of, you know, what I teach, what I show people and you know, how I live my life.
0: And it's crazy how it adds up, man. I beat the, it's like I'm beating a dead horse with that too, man. Like small little disciplines. Cause man, if, if I tell you to track your macros and then you fall short, Like from experience with clients in the past, if I'm like, all right, where I went wrong, I threw them into macros, calories, they get too overwhelmed, bang, they're done. That's it. They've lost it. But if I'm like, give me a 20-minute walk today, bang, they do it. Tomorrow, give me another 20-minute walk. Man, by Friday, their confidence grows. They're like, fuck, I'm doing what I said I'm going to do. Next week, give me one liter of water. They're walking, the water comes. A month later, bang, hit me with calories. Track one day or just track breakfast. But it's funny, but if you constantly let yourself down, man, that's one thing I've found. You kind of, you give up on yourself because their oh. whole life, they've been telling themselves they're going to do something. They fail. It's just a trigger.
1: You don't, uh we don't keep the promises we make to ourselves. It chips away at our self-confidence. Self-confident people don't treat themselves like shit. So you want to become a self-confident confident person, start to have your uh, words align with your actions. So start to do simple, easy things, start to win at those things. That creates the enthusiasm to do more things, right? And we know from experience, you just keep doing more, more, you know, you you shed what's not working and you keep doing more of what is. And, you know, people like just don't take enough time to just continue to start do what, like you said, with the macros, like you might have somebody that is going great for a month, you give them these macros or, or whatever, they fail for a day or two and they throw it all away. It's the other thing. We like go from being on the couch seven days a week to, to going to the gym three days a, for that week, but we told ourselves we were gonna go five and we're upset with ourselves. It's like you tripled your output. What are you talking about? Like we don't, you know, we set unrealistic, unrealistic expectations, and when we don't live up to them, you know, we beat ourselves up instead yeah. of giving ourselves credit for like. Like, hey, man, did you, did you miss two days this week or did you go three, you know? And so I don't think people look at it enough like that. And that's where the other sets of eyes comes in. That's where the Jason Phillips, Jason Phillips of the world come in for us, right? Uh, that's where, like, I can notice you're doing something different. But, like, when we're doing it, the blinders are on. You're in the ditch and you're just digging. And you're digging and you're digging. And you need somebody else to come along, like a coach, and say, hey, man, put the damn shovel down yeah put the shovel down you want to get out of the hole you got it rule number one you got to stop digging you know and so it's like sometimes it's so clear when you're not in it but when you're in it it's like you don't know any other way
0: it's when your conditions don't match your blueprint man so if you said if you said i'm going to lose 10 kilos and then you come out of it say in a month's time i'm going to lose 10 kilos in a month's time you lose eight kilos you're always chasing that number bro but whereas if you said i'm going to chase better energy Man, if you right. get that after a month, you're like, fuck, that's my blueprint. That's where a lot of people go wrong. Same with money, bro. If you're chasing a number, sure. if you're chasing a million dollars and you hit 900,000, bro, you're, you've let yourself down because you said, fuck, I want a million. But bro, you're making fucking, you know, 10 times more than you were last year. But because you didn't hit that metric, that number, you let yourself down. That's right. what so Tony it, Robbins
1: says. Was it the metric that you were supposed to be after to begin with? like? What in God's name do you, have you earned the right to lose 10 kilos in a month when you've spent 20 years putting on 25 kilos, right? Like, like why are you supposed to take half of that off in a month or two or three or even four, you know, like, yeah, you didn't earn that. You, you didn't earn that. Like I, you know, five years ago, this is a good example. Five, six years ago when I decided I was going to be a better person, right? I didn't want to be the gambling, the drug guy, the alcohol guy, like the sedating, just disconnecting guy. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to do this. I want to be a better person. Cool. I made that declaration. Like those things feel good, right? We post what we're going to do on Instagram and we tell people about it. That's the dopamine hit. Like I still have far more experience being the screw up, right? I'm not going to screw up anymore just because I said something like I have to, you have to go do it. You have to go do it over and over and over again. And you're going to screw up because you have far more experience being the screw up than you do this new per, you know, version of you. And so people just need to give themselves a break like, when they screw up. Like, it's all right. You've been, like you've been screwing up for so long. Now that you just declare that you care about it and you do it again, like it's just the same. It's the same screw up. You're actually screwing up less this time. So give yourself some credit for doing all the things that you, you, know, that you actually have been doing, you know? And so that's where, like the the baby steps, the one percent better, you know, the micro stuff, like that. That's where all those things, you know, start to you know cascade in your favor, because over time, you know, you're you're accomplishing these small wins, and you're gaining momentum, and you're believing in yourself, and you believe in yourself. You got confidence, and confident people don't go take out the entire fridge and alcohol cabinet in a weekend. You know, they have restraint. They stop. They care about themselves. They don't want to do it.
0: Definitely, man. And I've got a quick one about. About small things, man. Andy frisella has got this thing called the power list. Are you familiar with the power list? Yes, I am. Yeah, man. So I've been using that for the past two years, and hands down, man, I put that down, like, recommend it to anyone. Great. And uh, we're on an RT call last week, and I asked him a question about it because he said on his podcast three years ago, it's called Win the Day on the MF CEO. And he goes, he's explaining the power list. He goes, do five simple things, read 10 pages, exercise, cardio. Like his one was simple, man. And I was like, man, this guy's worth 300 million. It can't be that simple. I asked him last week. I said, Andy, man, is exercise still on your power list? Because he's doing 75 hard. He's pretty much trained 200 days straight. He goes, man, exercise has been on my list for the past 20 years. Like it's something so simple. People think, you know, you've got to always change it. He goes, it's one foundation I never want to lose. I never want to get comfortable. So it's on my list. He goes. Mm. Sometimes business gets busy, man. I can throw away a day, but it's if it's on my list, I know I'm going to do it that day. So I think, and that's been my problem, man. I feel like, man, my list used to be twenty things long, but it's just the needle movers, man.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's uh, you know I I love lists. I'll I'll make a list. I'll do something that's not on the list. Yes, bro, that was me. Yeah, I'll go put it on the list just so I can cross it off. It's already done. (laughs) I'm gonna right on the list. So, um, yeah, you, you know, you get this list of 25 things. You get 17 of them done, which is statistically a great day. But then you look at the eight, and you go, "Ah, man," you know. And most likely, those eight, you know, six or seven of those are like the real needle movers in your life. Um, I'll mess up the the explanation of this, but Craig Ballantyne has a. It's like a it's like a quadrant of like uh, urgent, important, non urgent, important. Um, the urgent and important are like the fires, you know, that we constantly are putting out all day. It's the non-urgent, important box. Uh, you're like you're supposed to delegate the non-important, non-urgent, like or or remove it, whatever. It's the non-important, non-urgent, important work that's yeah. like start the podcast, write the book, you know, start the new program for 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 gy- for the gym. Like, those are the things that move us, you know, exponentially forward in life. And they're not urgent. So we put them off because sometimes they're not easy. Getting comfortable with like interviewing people is like not easy, even though I'll do it five times and I'll feel great, you know, like it's still that it's like getting in that cold water, you know, and like it's not easy. Once you're in, it's like it's fine, you know, so the resistance. Yeah, it's resistance to the things that you know, are uncomfortable. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Like those are the real things in our life. So take one thing, take one thing and put it on a list, you know, and then go pick another one on that 25 and just keep moving it over. As you cross them, have a list of one, you know, a list of one or two or three or max, you know, and just do those couple things. Cause even if the rest of the day goes to shit, if you do like one or two things every day and move the needle forward in your life, like where your life will be, you have some patience in a year even, you know, like it's pretty pretty remarkable.
0: Yeah. I can say firsthand, man. That's how I started, you know, small things every day. But, um, Brian, where do you start with people, man? So when you get get someone from Wall Street or someone that fits in your box as kind of your clientele, uh, where do you start, man? Like he's not not exercising. He's not eating well. He's just hustling.
1: So, so, you know, we, uh, the framework for for me is, is, is very much, it's very systematic. Um, it's how I operate my own life. Um, and it's how I achieved a lot of success, you know, in terms of transforming myself. Uh, we start with facts. We start with where are you currently today? Like, great. Everyone has goals. Like they want to lose 40 or 50 pounds. They want to get back into better shape. They want to do this with their wife, that. Those are all the destination. Those are all the outcomes, right? Like, how do we get there? We have to know where you're starting from. So you have to take an honest audit of currently where you're at because then the, the, the GPS, the map, right? It needs both. It needs to know where you started from to tell you where to go, right? The, the best route. So, uh, honest audit, you know, self-evaluation, um, uh, and, and then apply where you want to be, right? Where you want to be in the future? Those are the goals. And then, so what are the fundamental processes, you know, facts, Futures fundamentals um, that we have to do and those that's the day-to-day stuff. That's the week-to-week stuff That's the month-to-month stuff like where can we be realistically in 60 30 60 90 days, you know You want to lose 40 pounds. That's a multi-year thing So but do can we establish the habits that are going to lose the weight for you, you know in six to nine to twelve months? Yes, we can
0: that's the key, bro. the habits eh?
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, you know, like day one, what do we do? We do, we don't do anything. We track, we track, we figure out where you're at. You know, I probably tell you to drink an extra cup of water, something like that. You know, we take a walk outside. Like you mentioned, we master fundamentals. Like, you know, you mentioned like something about working out before staying in shape or something like, and I I didn't bring it up when you're talking, but it's, it's boring stuff. It's mastering the mundane that keeps most of us really healthy. And no one cares about it because it's not, it's not sexy. It's not exciting to talk about. It's not gonna light up a dinner party, right? When you're 42, you go to dinner parties, bro. Yeah. So, you know, eight couples at a table, Brian, how do you stay so fit? Well, well, I, let me let me tell you, it's exciting. I wake up, I drink a lot of water, and I move my body, and I get a lot of steps, and I get some good sleep, and I make sure the relationships are great. You know, like people are dropping their heads on the, on the table, like falling asleep. <laughs> yeah not a sexy exercise class even though I'm a huge fan of you know being a part of a culture like you have um, I think that's super important for people's fitness but like at the end of the day you know it's the fundamentals like mastering those those basic fundamentals that do most of the work for the people most of the heavy heavy lifting it's just boring as hell and it's, and it's repetitive and you got to show up and you got to do it there's no you can't read about push-ups. You know, I'm a, I'm a basketball guy. You can't, you can't read about getting a better jumper. You got to get in the gym. You got to shoot jumpers. Want to be a better golfer? Bottom of the range, you know?
0: Definitely, man. Where do you want to take this, Bryce? So what's your plan, man, going forward?
1: You know, that's a great question. You sound like Jason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's texting
0: want- me now. He's like, hit, hit him up. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 see if you can get him to start sweating. Um, <laughs> Where I see this going for me is, is look at at some point, you know, being a one-on-one coach, you're ultimately trading hours for money. And I left a career of 20 years that quite frankly paid me a lot more per hour than this does because I was tired of trading my hours for money. And so I'm after uh, a few different things in my life. Now I'm after being fulfilled, not just succeeding, you know, Jason's talked about this, but being fulfilled. I have now I have all day with my kids but you know assuming we go back to a normal school um you know set up soon uh, I have the hours of 7 a.m. to 8:15 with them every single day. I've never had that in my career. I've been on my desk at work at 6:30 in the morning every day. So I've never seen my kids in the morning. I've never greeted them when they've woken up. Wow. I've never, I've never gotten my daughter running out of a room with bedhead and just underwear on like towards me to give me a hug. Like that is stuff that like I've never given up, um, as well as like, you know, I pick them up from school every day. Now, I don't know if I'm gonna pick them up from school every day for the rest of their lives, but um, while they want me to, I'm gonna do it. And so, you know, there are aspects of my life that I wanna make sure that I protect. And so, um, you know, I'm gonna coach as many people as I can. I'm gonna make a difference in as many people's lives as I can. I have a really strong passion, uh, having sat in a corporate office environment for 20 years, I have a really strong passion for corporate wellness, and I've already begun to sort of draft uh, a concept where it's a boutique type of service to uh, companies. I have the benefit of, of knowing a lot of people who run companies or are in you know pretty senior levels of companies, and I've already talked to them about just really changing the way that bigger corporations deal with wellness. Like even if you have somebody like me who for the last few years of my career was this fit guy and did things differently, I got over the, the embarrassment of being different, but for a year or two, I didn't. And I wouldn't do certain things that I would do outside the office in, I wouldn't get up and do like some mobility. I wouldn't do some spotty weight squats. I wouldn't go up against the wall and, and, you know, and just do some pushups or something. Um, because I felt uncomfortable. I felt like I was different. And so I think if companies really take ownership from the top down and give employees the permission to, um, to, to treat the 10 to 12 to 14 hours a day that we sit at our desks in our, in our offices, like God, if we just, if we just pay attention to those days, like we do our meals and our, and our workout class, you know, like have those 10 hours a day work for us, right? The whole concept of compound interest, cumulative effects that it has on us. Well, you know, it's a third of our life that we, that we work, it's a third of our life. And so we don't focus on it whatsoever and it works against us constantly to change that narrative, to, to educate people properly to go into the pantry and see how wh- how they're set up, and why don't you have a blender and put some frozen fruit in the in the freezer and make some smoothies for the team? You know, like little things like that. You know, um, I see a way to scale what I'm doing now, but that's down the road. Right now, I'm focused on helping help, helping men that you know that you know I'm an expert in dealing with. Uh, I know everything that they're going through. I've been through it. I've transformed myself, and if I can transform myself, anybody can transform. So.
0: Yeah, I can see your passion, bro. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: I can honestly see you're passionate for it. So I definitely think it's going to work, man. I did an event for Deloitte um, over here, man, and they just wanted me to literally get up and, and be dickhead. <laughs> I had to get up for 10 minutes and just rev them up and get them to do some wall slides, um, squats and movement. And the feedback, man, was amazing. Like they, yeah. they approached the lady, Carol, that got me the opportunity there and they said, oh, we love that. Because she said they're always hustle and bustle man, you know nonstop. they kind of look forward to that little break man, so bro I reckon it's definitely like it's a huge market for you and you know it inside out man
1: yeah, I'm excited this the whole the, the COVID stuff uh, sort of shut me down with it for a while like I, I had a few I was going back home uh, to New Jersey and to New York in March, and then I'm supposed to go in a couple of weeks, which is probably cancelled again, and I was going to start piloting some stuff but um, I'm just focused on what I can control right now. I can't control that. That'll happen when it happens. Um, right now, you know, um, I can control helping the people that I'm working with right now. And, and uh, so that's that's my main focus.
0: Good to hear, Brian, brother. And um, how's things been over there? So how's the States doing at the moment, man? During it's okay.
1: Time? Yes, it's okay. You know, I've, I've had a, it's been weird for me, like where I grew up, where I lived, you know, it was like ground zero. I mean, certain certain areas of right where I was from and where I lived is it is about as hard as hit as they as hard hit as they have had across the country. New York City and then some of the suburbs, and so it's been weird not not being there. You know, certainly rather be here than there. Um, being here has been totally fine. We live in a in a very uh, suburb neighborhood of Los Angeles, and so and it was never bad here, uh, thankfully. And so we have, you know, nice tree lined streets and, and the parks they shut down. But, you know, the nice weather to be outside at least just walking around. So it appears that LA is gonna be opening up pretty slowly. They've talked about like going in well into the summer um, with some of like the lockdown stuff, but people are definitely starting to uh, not socially distance, <laughs> distance <laughs> themselves as much anymore, which I can't say, you know, look, I, look I, I'm a, I have, I, have a, I have different viewpoints of this. My dad is probably the um, uh, most at risk uh, area. It's a case of, of, of people for this, right? Like he's over 70, he's got a crappy immune system, and he's got a heart condition. Um, so, like, I'm worried that too many people are out because, like, that would affect him, right? Yeah. On the other hand, I, I, I think this is all kind of a joke. I think we should be outside more. I think we'd be healthier if we'd be outside more statistics, probably showing that this is maybe doing a lot more, you know, harm than good. Um, and so, like, I'm not worried about this virus personally, you know. And so uh, if I get it, I'll probably be sick for a while. It's just, it's, the, it's doing my part to sort of flatten the curve type of thing. So hopefully this all goes back to normal pretty soon, man, because it's been a little tough. But how about you guys? How's it been there?
0: Yeah, it's gone all right, man. They're slightly easing... Um People back into restaurants and cafes up to ten people limit obviously social distancing gyms looking well they've run they' open opening up boot camps so you're allowed at the park to run up to ten people I'm staying away okay. from that I'm running everything on zoom at the moment um, and hopefully gym's within the month man
1: okay, yeah, fingers crossed I mean you know if if it's i understand why they have to shut places like that down and it's hard to like if you just leave it up to the actual gym it's hard to really say like anyone's gonna pull you know police it properly but like to take away people's fitness and like you it's know crazy. like I mean, as much as i want the liquor store open to have to be able to <laughs> <go> buy alcohol and <laughs> <but> not <laughs> be able to do something that's so beneficial for your health is like it is nuts you know so it's, it's just see how they've sort of figured you know to, it's like it's just the it's 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 poor thinking. It's the way they, they set up the, you know, the health system in our country. It's the way they set up the food system in our country, you know, like it's, it's all based, you know, on kind of flawed information. So. Exactly. um, Yeah.
0: Actually. And I've been talking to Jason about it too, man, because I was, I've been in nutrition for two years, but I haven't really pushed it, man. I've always been like, you know, balls to the wall, like wall street style in my group training, coaching, coaching people. And ever since COVID happened, I'm like, man, the government shut down my gym. I go, I can't, I can't let this happen if there's another depression. So it's kind of branched my mind opened out to, you know, coaching more people, people online and putting energy into that. And it's grown, man.
1: Great. I mean, I see it, you know, I, I, I haven't mentioned this to you. I, I see the effort that you're putting in. It's very clear, you know, so I'm proud of you and, and you should keep doing what you're doing, especially if it's, you're starting to see some benefit, man. Like, it's, it's for a reason, you know. It's that annoying reason that you're putting in the, <laughs> in the hard lot work. <laughs> it's the <a> compound interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why can't we just be rich and have the money grow for us, right? <laughs> exactly, uh, right. Dude, you're, you're. Um, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You're, you're, you're working as hard as anyone that I see. So,
0: good. Thanks, on Benuto. You. We appreciate you, man. And honestly, you're one of the best blokes I've met.
1: Thanks, brother. We all love you. Appreciate it.
0: Honestly, man. Even on our calls with Jason, we're like, fuck, Benuto. He's just a good bloke, isn't he? <laughs> like, we all love you, bro. So, no nah, man, I appreciate your time, Panuto. Um, man, where can people find you? What have you got going on? Because you've got an ebook out.
1: Just quickly touch. It's, yeah, it's uh, you can get that at the at the, the um, And it's there's some free resource, resources in there. When I was going through, you know, the years of my transformation, kind of coming up with different things that work for me, routines, the way I connected with my wife when I got home. You know, I mean, everyone's hot on. Uh, you know, morning routines, but you know, there's a specific cadence to what I would do when I would get home, uh, how I would show my kids that I was there for them and not, you know, still on checking emails and the fact that like, they only really want your time for a short period of time. And then, then, you know, then you're, you're not important anymore. So, uh, check that out, uh, connect with me. I would really appreciate that. I'm on uh, Instagram and LinkedIn as Brian Panuzzo, P-A-N-N-U-Z-Z-O. Um, and way I can help uh, anybody who's listening. I would love to.
0: Penuto. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Guys, check him out. He's a good looking bloke too. He's easy on the eyes. He's got the blue eyes. (laughs) Now, Penuto, thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. man. Anytime. Thank you very much.